This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Use your TV to listen to Kelly and Company. Shaw Direct Advanced customers over there, you guys can listen to us on channel 825. And Source Cable, look for us on channel 110. Visit ami.ca slash audio for a list of channel locations in your area. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, time for accessible gaming. It's going to be a battle here today. Ramya Muthan, Kelly McDonald, host of the show. Bragging rights. Bragging rights, that's right. Well, on the second Thursday of the month, we do get accessible gaming. It's a lot of fun with Debbie Williams, who's here to highlight today the Game of Thrones-themed game of Clue. And I can attest, it's very, very fun, and she's going to walk us through it so you can go home and pick up your own versions. But Debbie, first of all, hello. Hello, how are you guys? Good. I just, you know, in case you weren't listening to the show, I've already brought up that I've won the sh- the the uh, game between <laughs> you and multiple I. Multiple times is the times. way she put it. So we're all looking for the truth now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Once. Okay, once. once. Technically <laughs> once. Technically. But um, here, let's intrigue people. First, tell us what the object of the game is. So the object of the game, it works much the same as the regular clue, the old. I don't remember when it was release but you know you used to play them as a kid um so what you need to do is you need to solve a murder and you need to figure out who did it with what and where so this is accomplished by moving around the board the board has different rooms and you go into the room and then you can um start a rumor or make a suggestion as to who did it with what and where so the first person to guess that wins the game Mm. Sounds and this easy game, enough, right? It, it sounds easy enough. It's a process of elimination. Um, it, it, exactly. It's a process of elimination. So um, this game, so what this game includes is this game has the board game. Mm-hmm. And in this particular version, there's actually two sides. Okay. Which is really fun because then you're not always stuck playing the same side. So one side, if you're a Game of Thrones theme, you will get this. If you're not, you may not. But... Um, one side is the Red Keep, and the other side is the Marine. I have a really hard time with that word. Um, so the board game actually includes 12 player pieces. So your suspects, six for each side, six weapons. So you have different weapons, um, poison vial, a dagger, faceless man. Um, Such a good throwback for fans the other of the show. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, a crossbow and a battle axe and another kind of fancy weapon. I think it's pronounced an Iraq. Yeah, I um, don't know yet. <laughs> we missed that part of the show. You get, it, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get two dice um, and you get your player cards. So you get cards for your characters, your weapons, and your locations. Okay. Um, and a scorekeeping pad. So the scorekeeping pad comes in handy when you're trying to eliminate who the suspect is. The dice is pretty interesting too, right? It's not just a one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, exactly. So on, no. So on the dice, there's a question mark. So what that means is if you roll the dice and the question mark comes up, you pick up what's called an inquiry card. 
So these cards um, have different features. So, for example, you could pick a card, and they're, they're called Master, Masters of Whispers. And the, the features of the cards are different. So one can be add six to your roll. One can be take an extra turn. Mm. One can be move anywhere on the board. Now, there's a really fun twist to this. Mm-hmm. In these cards, there are eight white, white walkers, which are basically zombies. Mm-hmm. If you draw a white walker, you lay it down face up. So everybody can see that you've drawn the white walker. Game continues. Once, all, once you have seven white walkers out, the person to draw the eighth one is eliminated from the game. So they can no longer guess who who did it. So they completely can no eliminated. Out, out. Oh, so completely they're out making popcorn. Out, out, out. Yeah. Exactly. So anyways, if I didn't exactly. get White Walkered out the last time we played, I would have won the game. That's what But you did, it. so yeah. you didn't. Okay. Not even close. We can't even pretend you won <laughs> multiple times. Exactly. Um, exactly. How, how do we set up the game? So the setup is really fun. Um, so each player will choose their character. You'll choose, for example, in the Game of Thrones, you could choose Tyrion or Jamie Lannister or Cersei. Um, so each player will pick their character. And what the dealer does is he makes three piles of cards. So all the, the character cards, he puts them in a pile. The weapon cards, he puts them in a pile. And the location cards, he puts them in a pile. So then what the dealer will do is take one from each of those piles and put it in a little envelope and put it in the center of the board. That's your solution. And then the rest of the cards are divvied up between the players. So everybody will get cards, and it could be... Um, we played four people yesterday, so everybody got five cards. So it could be a combination of... You know, I had three locations, one character, and one weapon. Mm-hmm. So this is where the fun begins. This is where the gameplay begins. So everybody takes their little scorekeeping pad and marks off what they've got in their hand. Because you know that if you have a poison vial, you know that that's definitely not the weapon of choice, right? So again, you're starting to eliminate who done it with what and where. So how the game is played is each player takes their turn. So a player will roll their dice and move around the board, and the object is to get inside the room. Um, and then once you're in the room, you can do what's called starting a rumor or making a suggestion. So, for example, in the Game of Thrones, you have the gardens, you have Cersei's bedchambers. There's about 11 different locations. Right. So if you're in the gardens, then you can make a rumor. So you can say, I think it's Tyrion in the gardens with the poison vial, right? The person to your left, has to show you one of those cards if they have it. So if Rami has to my left and she has any of those cards, she picks one and shows it to me. So if she shows me the poison vial, I can say, oh, good, it's not the poison. I mark it off my list. Ah. And then play continues. Yeah, so then Ramia will roll her dice, and she, let's say she ends up in the prison cells. That's another of the rooms. So she will then start a rumor. So she'll say, okay, it was... Cersei in the prison with the crossbow. So the person to Rami is left, which could be you, Kelly. If you have any of those three cards, then you'll show it to her. What if I and don't? And then she'll what? be like, 
Moves if you the don't, person. then it goes to the next person. Next person, person to, mm-hmm. to that way, to the yeah. left? Okay. Which is why it's exactly. interesting because if you're playing with six people, you may never know what, like, three to four people out of these, uh, out of this game have, right? Exactly. It's always, always the person, person left of you left. that gets first. It's not really dibs, but has to show you a card. Exactly. So it's really fun. So you're basically eliminating based on, on the cards that people are showing right. you. The right. ones that, and, and and if they have that card, otherwise if you oh, pass. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Exactly. You just yeah. don't have anything to show you, right? Um, which which is really fun. I've played this game twice and I really like it. So um, the other thing is is what they call making an accusation. So if you think you know who the suspect is with what and where, you can say, I'm ready to make an accusation. So you go to the center of the board and you state your accusation. So you say it was Peter Baelish in the gardens with the battle axe. So you're fully making an accusation. You take the envelope and you look inside the card. You don't show anybody. You look inside the card to see if you were right. If you're right, woo! You won. <laughs> if you're wrong, wah, 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 you are eliminated. Mm-hmm. So your cards are still in play because people can, you know, you're always sitting to the left of somebody, so you may show them the card, but you're eliminated. You can no longer make any rumors or you can no longer make any accusations. So you have to be really sure. Yeah. Like, you're just bummed out because you're white walkered out, but you still yeah. have to show everybody your cards. Uh, so, exactly, <laughs> Debbie. <laughs> if this this game, like at least the the one that you have, was not made accessible, or at least for blind low vision play. So, can we talk a little bit about keeping track of things throughout the game um, and and making it accessible? Absolutely. So, there's a number of things that you can do. Um, what we were doing with reading the cards is we were using Seeing AI. So that's an app that's available on iPhone. I'm not sure and Android, if it's yep. on the and Oh, it is available on Android. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, look, I learned something even when I'm teaching something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you can use Seeing AI to read it. Um, you can also, if you wanted to, make your own stickers. So you can make Braille stickers, large print stickers to put them on the card. Ah. You can also check 64 Ounces Games. They're a company that actually has accessible kits for games. Um, I'm not sure if they do for the Game of, the Game of Thrones crew. They do for the original. Um, and what they've done is they will provide you with stickers and a transparent board that you can use. Um, the other things that you can do is you can kind of play around and make your own board, right? You can use tactile marker, um, puff paint, which is like raised, and you could trace out the rooms and you can put labels um, on it. We haven't done any of that to the the physical game because it's actually, it could be a collector's item, so I really don't want to tamper with it. Mm. Um, If you're playing more than six people, you can play in teams. I've done that at a party where there was like probably about 10 people. So what we've done is we've paired up. And you can, um, so we've paired up. A, oh, sorry, go ahead. You you could pair like a high partial or a sighted with somebody with less vision. Yeah. Um, so that's what we've done. 
And I was going to say um, the score keeping side of it, because you're keeping track of your own cards, the cards that you've seen from other people, the process of elimination is totally in your own hands, right? right. So yeah. the the way that we've all played, because we've played with different levels of vision in, in our group games, um, is people just use whatever they want to keep track. So grocery apps, notes apps, checklists, you know, if you want to go all out and do a, a, a Microsoft Excel thing, like, absolutely yeah you keep track the way you want to exactly you know use your imagination i was using an app called our groceries which is fully accessible with voiceover um i think ramya you were using shopping list shopping list which is also an easy checklist app um another friend was just using you know a notes app she was comfortable with so easy peasy exactly you can even use your notes yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing what people will do. You can even use your Braille note taker if you have like yeah. a Braille display. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we were playing a game called Apples to Apples, and that's what a friend was doing when he was, somebody would just read him his card and he, cards and he would write them down, right? Oh. Yeah. On his Braille note taker, you, you can use your Perkins Brailler, you can even use, you know, large print if that's what's, whatever is convenient for you. Definitely, you know, you can make it work and think about it and go, hmm, how can I do this? It was a lot of fun. It was, you know, it it took a little bit longer when we got, you know, trying to get used to using Seeing AI or using the grocery app. But it really worked. Like the second time around, I was getting much quicker um, as far as checking off my... Exactly, exactly. it's, It's a lot of fun. Well, and especially because it's such a secretive game, right? Like, it's not one of the games where all cards are face-up or everybody's supposed to know what superpowers you have, that kind of thing. You are keeping a lot to yourself as a player, and it's injected into the game that you do that. So um, the way that you can create whatever uh, scenario accessible for you is pretty important. Exactly, because you can't say to your neighbor, what's this card, right? Because (laughs) then you're going to be giving it away. The cool thing about this game is there's a lot of strategy involved in it, right? So if you have a particular player, like a particular card, whether it's a weapon, a location, or a player, you may hold on to it and never show it. Right, right. right. (laughs) (laughs) Or, (laughs) Or if you have one and people are always asking for, for, you know, that person, you can always just keep showing them the same card, right? So you're not giving anything away, right? The object is to not give away to the opponent, but right. you want to try to draw out as many cards as possible. So there is quite the strategy to yep. this game because you don't want anyone else to know what's going on, right? Just get people um, to wing it at the, the end and, and guess what they think it is and then kick them out of the exactly, game. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But just a fun fact, apparently in 1985... There was a film that was made um, for the original game of Clue, and apparently it didn't do very well at the box office, but apparently there were three alternate different endings. Which was the kind film of itself so had three a... alternate endings? And and I play that. Yeah. Ending. yeah, I remember oh, hearing my. that. I remember that. Wow. It was kind yeah, of a wild never... little gimmick. Wow. Yeah, and apparently they played, they played it at different theaters, but each theater would probably would show a different a different mm-hmm. ending. So there's your fun fact for the day. There you go. <laughs> Giving us film facts. Thanks, Debbie. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you in December. You bet. Have a good day, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Sir.
Game of Thrones version of Game of Clue if you want to check it out. Um, otherwise, you can go to 64-ounce games for Game of, Thro- uh, Game of Clue Adaptive Edition. Awesome, folks. Uh, we'll step aside. The Roundtable with Alex Smythe joining us up next here on Kelly and Company. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.